Like, eat your food later. No one wants to hear that. That's, yeah, He's that a busy be, guy. Well, actually, some people do want to hear that. <laughs> I'm about to yeah. say, but you go find your weird, nasty boy And get paid for it, you know? They do get paid for it on YouTube. Uh, I watched a YouTube video once that I thought sounded like it would be kind of satisfying of, like, a woman, like, chopping up honeycomb. And it was kind of, like, lovely to watch. Just then, like, it sounded cool. And then she started eating it. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> it's just, like, it went from being, like, crunch, crunch, crunch to... <laughs> I got real mad. That moment the thing you thought was a nice family movie turns into a porn. You're like, oh. He's just over to fix the plumbing. <laughs> Why are there so many pizza delivery men here? Oh, no. She doesn't have any money. <laughs> what could she possibly do? Oh, I oh, see. Oh, I see I exactly see. what she's going to do. I, okay. This is this is my fault. I, I should have read more closely. Yeah. <laughs> Make believe money. Make believe money. Three fine folks discuss fictional finance, make believe money. Welcome to Make Believe Money. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Dan, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about Bob's Burgers. Oh, that old standby. I know. Well, <laughs> since we kind of goofed the first one, though, I think we had a good episode. Oh, yeah. Um, we just we, didn't it understand Damon's message. <laughs> my cryptic message. <laughs> to be fair, two of the three of us didn't understand. <laughs> Whatever. But one of our listeners actually emailed me the episode uh, that would be good to talk about, and so I went back into debt. Okay. So now we're going to The one it. episode. Well, there's none of the ones that I offered. <laughs> there, well, actually, there are many, but I will say, actually, that it didn't wind up having all the information that I thought it would have, but we still, we got somewhere. Okay. Oh, okay. So we'll talk about that. Okay. We're going to talk about specifically how they stay in business, or more oh, likely, that's do not. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a sustainable business model from an outside layman's perspective, but I guess we'll get into that. I think the business is fine. I don't know how their family operates. Well, like, I think they love each other and they go to school. And they... But their rent is always late. But like, yeah. How do they afford their life? Yeah. How do they afford their life otherwise? You know, maybe they're on. We'll talk about it. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. This is kind we're of the whole do... point of this episode. <laughs> yeah. maybe. Welcome to the point okay. of the show. We want to do ratings and plots real quick. I mean, we yeah, didn't just do it rehash. that long ago because it hasn't been that long. Uh, yeah. I don't remember what I said about my ratings, but I stand by it. I will up mine however much one episode so additional having than, watched, yeah. which is, ratio. I guess, double because I went from one to now two. Yeah. So I'm growing exponentially if I put my rating really low. If that puts me at like an eight, fuck that, I'm out. I was going to say, I uh, think that you're almost approaching how much a dollar of Futurama money is worth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, a, yeah, I am a point zero 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 something. Yeah. Because uh, I've watched two episodes. That's something. Do you like it? I do. I would like to at some point like sit down and actually watch it. I just, I don't, I watch like no TV. That's fair. Megan and I watch like two episodes a week and I have to watch whatever we're watching at the time. Yeah. That makes and sense. And now it's Round Planet. <laughs> very funny. That's and very funny. up Miss Maisel. Oh, is that good? We enjoy it. Okay. It's, you know. I'm suspicious. Everybody we know has said it's good and we're like, the previews look so bad. Yeah. I, I like it. Okay. I, I'm not like blown away by it, but it's consistently enjoyable. Okay. If that makes okay. sense. Maybe we should give it a try. 
And I also, again, need to cater to what Meg likes, which is a very limited range. So uh, that's fair. I'm not sure it's what I would be watching on my own. Sure. But if somebody had gotten me into it, I probably would finish it. It's good enough to like keep me interested. Okay. Cool. I think enough people have told me that they've liked it that I'm willing to give it a try now. Well, when you do, let me know, because there's probably some, there's enough money at least alluded to that we could probably do something oh, about okay. that show at some point. Yeah, for but. sure. I mean, cool. even just divorce, right? Yeah, I mean. She comes amongst, from money, too. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, she like, comes from money, and then she's making money doing comedy. I mean, there's probably a bunch that's of That's a joke. Well, <laughs> she, I mean, they do do a nice job of saying it. it's not enough to pay her bills or anything, mm-hmm. but like we could, there's, there's definitely like some things we could gather up into an episode okay. not what this episode's about though no correct. this episode's about bob's burgers another group of people we're not sure could scrape together enough money to make a living uh it's about bob and his wife linda and their kids louise jean and tina in reverse order and they are they run a burger shop in somewhere that we've decided is new jersey new, new jersey. jersey uh and uh they rent the space from a wealthy uh, KFC-looking dude named Mr. Fish Odor. And that, I think, covers it. They've got friends. This guy named Teddy. He's pretty great. And uh, That's where I feel like I am the most uneducated. The, like, the episodes I've watched, just, you know, that you, you don't know who's a bit character and who's reoccurring mm-hmm. and, like, how yeah. often they actually show and, like, yeah, like who's your who's your standard you can bet on? Yeah, you told again. me there's like somebody who's a does drag or a crossdresser, right, or some That's, point or something. Um, what's her name? Marshmallow. Marshmallow. Yeah, I've yeah. still never met that. They are. No, they have been alluded to in the early bits more than recently. Yeah, she's kind of faded out in the last several seasons. Which is weird. Uh, I love her. There's a whole Christmas episode she's a part of, though. Yeah, that was recent. That was just last year. Yeah. So, um. But, but um, would you do your rating? I say I stand by what I said. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> um, I probably said something between like six and seven. I'll stick there. Um, as we found out last time, there's like a whole season that I missed somewhere in there, which I still need to go back and recover. Yeah. Um, we got Bob's Burgers to watch. But um, otherwise, I enjoy it greatly. Um, I'm very intimate with the first handful of seasons, and the newer ones have been... Uh, Pretty okay. They're better than recent Simpsons episodes, I'll say that. It's not hard. No, it's not. Although I hear this most recent Simpsons episode was kind of good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so what are we talking about specifically this week, Dan? So in the episode, I watched season one, episode 10. It was called Burger Wars. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And in this one, he is <laughs> having like a feud with his pizza making neighbor across the way who seemingly runs a much more successful business. Jimmy Pesto. Jimmy yeah. Pesto, correct. Um, and Mr. Fishoder. Fishoder. For something. Fishoder. Um, he is offering to give up their lease to this said Jimmy Pesto to turn it into his gift shop uh-huh. unless they pay the rent on time. So they go through increasingly uh, desperate attempts to try to drum up some business so that they can pay the rent on time ultimately failing but feeding him a burger so good that he decides to let them stay anyway wait is this the mouth feel episode no that's no. much later okay there's an episode where he like uh that's a contest oh that's be- uh beef squatch no 
B Squatch is also much earlier. You're thinking of there's a contest. Yes. Uh, much later on. Well, Gene's supposed to help, and he doesn't get the black garlic. He doesn't get the black garlic. Um, that's like season like four or five, I think. Oh. Yeah. That's a great episode. There's a judge who keeps talking about how the burgers all have great mouthfeel. <laughs> Anyway, that's not that episode. Though. No, though in this one he does make a burger called the Meat Saya, which I very oh, much enjoy. Oh, the Meat Saya. Okay, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, they did it on Binging with Babish. Do you watch Binging with Babish? No. Okay, it's a YouTube series. Wow, I'm so sorry. I said I was going to be tighter this episode, and I <laughs> super was not. Uh, it's a YouTube series where this guy uh, recreates food from TV and movies and books and stuff. Oh, that's kind of cool, though. Yeah, he it made the really Meat cool. Saya. Oh, it's so good. I have his cookbook. He's great. That cake that right there is from his cookbook. That is, is technically the 16 Candles cake. Yeah, the outside's oh. not, but the inside is. Cool. Yeah. yeah, send me that like via text or email Absolutely. when we're out of here, because I will forget the name of it by the time I get home, but that is something I would do some looking around at tomorrow. He's great. You'll love him. Cool. Or else. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> but Dan, I still don't see the money. Yeah, Dan, yes. tell us about the money, Dan. So basically what I decided to do was to figure out are they a viable business? Mm-hmm. Well, the answer is uh, no. But yeah, and that's but what show I me came, what you did. But I'll show you <laughs> how no, if that makes sense. Yeah, how no is no. So the first thing I figured I wanted to do was figure out specifically. I didn't even do like viable business for keeping them alive. I just want to figure out could they pay their rent because yeah. it talks about in this episode and seemingly in multiple episodes that they're often late with their rent. Mm-hmm. That seems to be an implication. Yeah. So. Looked at, okay, it's in New Jersey, it's probably in this city, da-da-da, started, or like, cities like this. Started to do some research and found out that someone on the internet had done it for me already. Hooray! Hooray! That's our favorite. Uh, so I will... <laughs> this means Dan doesn't have to look up the density of an eyeball again. Correct. <laughs> so the AV Club had already done this, so I will give you the link, Liz, we'll and it can in go in our show notes. But long story short, they looked at the storefront... Then having the property above it, because you see throughout the show, I guess, a decent amount of it and like rough number of bedrooms and layout and living rooms. Sure. And then they actually found a town that like had an amusement park, had a waterfront, like had some of the key points you see in Bob's Burgers. Sure. From New Jersey? Yep. What town is it? It is, I think it was called Ocean City. Let me look that it up. That makes sense. Burr, 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 burr. So they looked up uh, what they think the restaurant kitchen is, the bathroom, three bedrooms upstairs, uh, the living room, the basement. Oh, yeah, their basement. And they looked for a town that had an amusement park, a lighthouse, a taffy factory, the art, an art festival, and a seafood festival. Uh, and it was Ocean City, New Jersey. That makes sense. That place is kind of trash. Ocean City? Yeah. No. <laughs> so is Wagstaff. So. <laughs> well, here's the problem with it. Apparently, even such a trash place, uh, the average price per square foot is $387 per Ooh. square foot. Uh, based on similarly sized properties. I imagine there's a premium on such like a unique sort of location. Yeah, they have sure. like the whole building. Which means the total value of the building would be $796,000. Youch. So they estimated the rent would be 3924 Oh, they're not making that. Which, if you think about it, I mean, that is high. Don't get me wrong. And I'm, we'll talk about what they need to do to get there. Yeah. But if you think about it, that is both renting a storefront and a living space. Right. Which, I mean, again, super high. But if you think about, okay, let's say you pay 
a thousand on an apartment and two thousand on your storefront or fifteen hundred on each, right? Like both of them priced individually in a decent sized city. Not so bad. Decent density city seems like a reasonable amount. Sure. Just then you add them together and you go. Oh, oh, that's boy, a lot of money. That's yeah. four grand. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. But you're paying both those bills anyway, regardless of that's what I'm saying. whether you live above the store. If you're or not. a business, yeah, a business owner. Thing. If you are actually a successful restauranteer, you are probably, unless you own your building outright, which is pretty rare, um, you either have a mortgage or a lease on it, and you are paying that bill and your personal home bill. You're probably just. The bigger your business gets, the more likely you have like books for your business and books for you, right? And right. Yeah. Clearly, they. Do I can not. imagine they don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's like whatever's coming in the door is getting spent on whatever currently needs to be spent, clothes, food, whatever that is. Excuse me. Bless you. Um, so, they also and I thought again, a symptom of not knowing the show well. They like had a menu in the background. And I was like. Ooh, a menu, and I paused it and wrote down all the prices, and I got the impression that they show it frequently, and they I do. Like, didn't get that big of a scoop, but I was like, <laughs> "Aha! I found it, Sneaky Dan." The menu gets shown frequently, and then there's usually a punny special. I saw there was a punny special in this one, and I went, "That looks like the sort of thing in a TV show." Because you guys told me last time about how they like change the store next to them every time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the like, van looks like the extermination. Yeah, this looks like something that would be changed with relative frequency. Yeah, that one is always different every show. I don't know that the price is different. I think it's usually like 7.95. 5.95. 5.95? That's too cheap. Bob, yep. you're not charging enough for your burgers. We smash burgers. Yeah, but they're so good. There's not that much meat on there, probably. They're so good. Baby, you can drive my car? He made that one on Benjamin Babish too. Mm. Anyway, go on. I don't know what this all means. They're burgers. <laughs> I I guessed that much. They're um, <laughs> so they on their menu. They have a regular burger that's four uh, that's five dollars. The special that's five ninety five. Label a special, but then it corresponded to the one. So I think that's just what they always charge for the special. Mm-hmm. Whatever sure. that is. Cheese was fifty cents extra. Fries were two dollars. Side salad was two fifty. Soft drink was two dollars. Beer was four dollars. All right. That's their menu. So, uh, the bad news is. Just starting out, if they were going to pay their rent purely on special alone. Oh, no. It's 650 burgers. 660 burgers. A month. In a month? In a month. They have, like, one person in there an episode. However, that is assuming you make 595 Yeah. You don't make 595 No, you don't. You no, you don't. You sell a burger for 595 Oh, no. You have to, like, double that maybe for... Oh. No. More than that, double it. So restaurant <laughs> margins are notoriously thin. Oh no! Restaurants do not make a ton of money, hence why so many of them fail. Yeah. The average restaurant margin, I actually have it going the last several years, two point three percent, two point three percent, two point eight percent, three point three percent, six point five percent, and so on, so forth. That's really slim. Yeah. What's the What's the business like a consumer business that you think has like the highest? Uh, bars. Oh, that makes sense. If I was going to bet, it's alcohol. You cannot charge the hell out of alcohol. Yeah, that's fair. But they fail kind of at the same rate, don't they? Like They do. They fail often. I think the difference is, I think your margins are higher. I think it's more about getting people in the door. Yeah. yeah that's fair. And then, like, I'm sure obtaining... And it's harder to, like, maintain, like, an environment that people want to... Right. 
and take part in. You yeah, know? there there's code things you have. To, I mean, there is in restaurants too. Again, I think restaurants are just harder versions of bars, in my opinion. Yeah, the margins are so much yeah, thinner. Bar level two. If you're talking about pure margin, I bet you bars are pretty high out there. I mean, there's other things I'm sure too, but I'm trying to think. Airlines are notoriously small. Clothing's not particularly high. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of service businesses have good margins. We've talked about, you know, lawyers, accountants. Yeah. Uh, those sort of things have decent margins. Mm-hmm. Some tech products can, but a lot of them don't. A lot of them have Seems decent like middling margins. Anything where you would need to, like, supply an actual good would probably be lower on the... Yeah. Versus, like, expertise. I bet you yeah. things like services do pretty well. Mm-hmm. So, like, Spotify, Netflix, I haven't looked at their margins in a while, but, like, because you kind of pay once... It, really, the only cost there is to get customers, like, on the platform, but once you have them, you're providing the same thing to everybody, right? Right, yeah. yeah. And, like, data is different, but, like, if it's something like you're an accountant, like, you're not paying for, like, supply and storage and right. a bunch of overhead right. that... Something you have some like, software and maybe you have a physical space and yada yada, but you don't have you don't have a warehouse right. or like you know a, a relationship with a vendor who makes like weekly deliveries or something, right. you know. Right. So, so burger restaurant very small margin, right? So what I did is for their regular, their special, their cheese, their fries, and their side salad, I put a four percent margin on it. That's pretty generous, right? Again, some places make six, some make two. A lot of it depends on the year and the timing and this and that. So I think four is not astronomical. You could certainly argue it's lower. In a tourist town, But there are definitely some that are higher, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure your, you know, Rainforest Cafe makes more because they have a gimmick and tourists come in, whatever. You know what I mean? So like, people feel safe there because they know what the food's like. (laughs) Oh, I know what the food's like, and I do not feel safe there. <laughs> I ever tell I you about the... never had a good meal at some a place like that. That's very, very... Did I ever tell you about the cruise that I went on one time? I've only ever been on one-time cruise, and we Me went too. to, like, the very fanciest restaurant that they had in our, like, meal plan thing, and there was, like, salsa dancing happening while we were eating, and they brought us this, like, amazing meal, and a lady one table over said, with, like, no trace of irony, this is great, but it's no Cheesecake Factory. And I went... I've never waited for three hours for a fried whatever and been less whelmed than a cheesecake factory. (laughs) Not even overwhelmed. I couldn't, I wasn't Uh. even whelmed. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But so. My mother's a wise woman. And (laughs) one of the several things she's wise about is food. And uh, two of the lessons I've learned from her that I stand by and will always stand by and will teach my children uh, till time immemorial. This will be the heirloom of my bloodline. <laughs> is, Your family crest. Yes. <laughs> is one, if a menu is too long, they're good at nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that promotes that they can make anything under the sun of any nationality cannot can make do anything. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, and Cheesecake Factory falls into that it trap. It super does. And like the only time I'll ever trust that like a, a menu that large is at like a classic like East Coast diner. And they're not good, but you know you going in. You know what in, you're getting into. Yeah, though. like it's like, going to be a greasy spoon. Yeah. But like, again, but they can make everything. It's just all eh. Yeah. It's like when the Cheesecake Factory purports to be like pretty good quality you're in like, theory. No. But no. they are like have lasagna next to fajitas. And I'm like, no. probably no. not. All those things taste the same. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're all covered in cheese. Butter and cheese yeah. and salt. Uh, and the reverse of that is my mother's other opinion, which I highly believe in. Do not order a burger at a Mexican restaurant. If a restaurant is good at a thing, 
Stick within that Order rough that thing. thing. It yeah. doesn't have to be a specific dish, but like if you go to an Italian restaurant and then you're really upset that like your burrito wasn't good, <laughs> that's on you. That's on you. I you also did a dumb thing. Did I tell you? I think you heard this story already about the time that I ordered dollar tacos in Greek Town. <laughs> <laughs> I did, and as, what I would have said to you Liz, is, don't Duh. order a burger. <laughs> At a taco place. Uh, Literally walk six blocks to Pilsen. And right. Like, yeah. You're Get much some better off. Better, best burgers. Poor like. college Liz was hanging out with her friend scene partner, and she said, there's dollar tacos at this place in Greektown. And I said, that sounds kind of interesting. <laughs> there sure are. <laughs> there sure are. <laughs> you I are correct, sir. Flour tortilla, gray meat, and a slice of American <laughs> cheese. <laughs> All of it cold. <laughs> if it was like something unique, like, oh, it's basically small gyros or I something. I thought that's like, what we were talking we about. And then I asked for cheese on it, and the lady looked at me like I had started speaking in another language, and I was like, oh, no. This is a bad sign. Tacos and cheese should be a thing you associate. Every time I've asked for cheese on a thing in Chicago, I have gotten real <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> cheese dogs wind up being a hot dog wrapped in a cold slice of American cheese more often than not. Here's yeah. what I found. Uh... Because of cheese's unique texture, <laughs> which is both a thing I love and hate that I have to say, but here we are. Cheese is one of those things that when you ask for it to be added, it's generally not going to add well. No. Like most asking of the time. for a lemon or asking for a slice of something. Avocado. Asking, even. Yeah, even asking for something like avocado. Like you just cut up an avocado. It yeah. can be too hard. It can be kind of flavorless, but like you can't really fuck it up. Cheese does not behave at temperatures the way other foods behave at the same temperatures. And generally when you ask for it, it's like no. sprinkled when it, like I once was at a place where I asked for like cheese on a sandwich and they like sprinkled like shredded cheese <laughs> on the bottom and like put the meat back on it. And I was like, what was the we choice We already that you made, made here? the burger. <laughs> it wasn't a burger. It was like a chicken sandwich or something. I was like, oh, oh that's not that hard. do you have Swiss? They're like, no. I'm like, well, do you have like this? And they're like, or I, it's like, do you have mozzarella? They're like, yeah. I was like, cool, oh, I'll no. have that. And it was Got just like shredded time. mozzarella. I was like, no, 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 no. But cheese is a diverse tool. And when the proper cheese is met with the proper, like... It's the same as with eggs. Accoutrement. Cheese like, is beautiful. I love yeah. cheese. Yeah. It's wonderful. No, cheese is wonderful. And the right cheese for the right situation is always the best choice. Like when you order a cheese dog and you're expecting, like, hot nacho cheese. All like, I want yeah. is plastic spread cheese. Spread over... But I want hot, wet plastic cheese. I don't want cold, dry plastic cheese. <laughs> I wish you didn't have to make that distinction, but all of us know what you're talking about. Yeah. Give me about. the pre-setup cheese. No, cheese is great. I just, cheese is one that if you have to ask for it later and they look at you sideways, you should call just them like, back take and be it like, back. actually, you you never know, mind. No. Never mind. Put avocado on it instead. I'll eat it without or I'll get something else. That That's came a, with cheese. a very good rule, I think. Yes. Same with eggs. Don't ask for eggs on things that don't come with eggs. Like yeah. a burger that, like, an egg is an option? Pretty okay. Yeah, plus $1 for an egg, great. Great. Hey, can I just have an egg on this? No. No. You, it's you not don't want gonna that. be, it's, it's a bad sign. You're gonna get trichinosis. God, I do love egg on burgers, though. I fucking love an egg. I love... Some margins, right? Eggs are, like, my favorite food. Go on. Margins. So that's what I did for those. Then I did significantly more for beer and soft drinks, because they are sold at a significantly higher margin. So soft drink often costs a restaurant somewhere between 5 to 25 cents. Wow. Um, so I think I picked 25. Uh, oh, actually, I averaged those. I averaged those as a percent. And so I had that costing them, I don't want to do the math, like 
Yeah. So basically, they make <laughs> they make a significantly higher margin, a ninety two percent margin on those. Oh, that's big sure. Deal. That makes um, sense. And then I had soda. I just looked up what like a, a wholesale ish cost of a soda is. I assume they're selling a cheap soda. And most of the places, it's sometimes you can even get them cheaper. But I said just for argument's sake, about a dollar per sure. bottle, assuming you're reselling it at four. So your margin there actually multiples several hundreds, which is not uncommon at bars and restaurants. I mean, a lot of times they sure. do bottles of wine and. Wait, did you mean soda or beer? For beer, the you beer, were saying soda. Oh, sorry. No, the soda is at that ninety-two percent margin. That's what I thought. Uh, the beer is at like a th- almost a three times. Um, oh wow. That's not, I mean, it's not uncommon. If you think about, like, bottles of wine you've seen in stores, and mm-hmm. they try to not do too many of that, but, like, for $12, they're, you'll never find it at a restaurant for under, like, 28 Yeah, that's They a normally point. slap a one, two, three, even four times multiple on liquors. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, if I ever get around to writing my financial blog, which I've talked about in the past, one of the things I want to write about is, like, don't not go to bars. That's fine. But, like, realize in a situation where somebody makes an alcohol and sells it to, like, a distributor for, like, a 100% margin, who then sells it to another distributor for, like, a 300% margin, who then sells it to you for, like, a 200% margin, who do you think is getting wealthy in that transaction? It's It's probably not not the end user who's now paying, like, a 600% markup on this beer or wine or whatever it is. That's a good way to think about it. And a good way to, like, I feel a little less guilty being, like, shocked at wine prices on menus because, like, I... Yeah, you're right. Like the wine bottles, the cheapest you can see is like twenty bucks. I'm like, that for yellowtail. Yeah, and there, I was about to no. say, and, and sometimes it might be you don't know the wine. Maybe they're all good, but like you can see things that you've bought before on wine menus and go, boy, they need to find a better liquor store. They're paying it like four <laughs> times the amount that I am. This is absurd. <laughs> this school needs to be at least four times this size. <laughs> so if they were only selling their most profitable thing, if they were secretly a bar, yeah. <laughs> They would need to sell 1,344 of them a month to pay their rent. Yikes. If they were only selling, I don't want to say their least profitable thing because the margin is the same, but their least amount of money they make, they would need to sell 196,000 only cheeses. Wow. Just cheese. Just cheese, though. No burger. (laughs) Sir, give me all the cheese you have. (laughs) Realistically, if they were only selling uh, fries, they would have to sell about 50,000, 49,000. That's a lot of fries. So what I did is I decided all of that's a little bit unrealistic, so I made myself a meal. I said... (laughs) And then I got back to the show. (laughs) (laughs) And then I never did the math, so thanks for listening to Make Believe It. Uh, So I did a special with cheese, fries, and a soft drink. Okay. I assumed, let's call that a meal. Okay. Right, and just added what all of those bring you in in profit. And so you make about $2.18 if you do that particular combination, which would mean they need to sell about uh, $1,800 per month. So they need to sell about 60 a day. That's not okay. happening. So that's what makes them viable. Now, you know the show better. You can tell me if that's a thing that they do. <clears throat> Often their restaurant is empty. They have two regular customers the guy who runs the mortician, the mortuary next door, and Teddy, Teddy. the guy, <laughs> Teddy the guy, uh, and they usually Teddy buys a burger every day, for sure. Yeah. So that's thirty One. burgers a month. <laughs> so we need to sell sixteen burgers. Seventeen thousand forty more to go. Seventeen thousand. Seventeen hundred forty more to go. Yeah. Uh, Mort buys a burger occasionally. 
and they sometimes have a full restaurant of like six-ish people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd say that happens like maybe once an episode. And that's like one day. Yeah. I mean, I assuming say. you really only have, frankly, six usable hours as a restaurant, mm-hmm. right? You have maybe 11 to 1 and 5 to 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe 5 to 9. You basically need about 10 people in an hour. I mean, they maybe do that. Yeah, because I think, like, I mean, the the restaurant does persist. Like, the yeah. show continues to be made. It's a going concern. It's Although a going that, concern. I mean, the whole thing I mean, of our like, podcast. Jennifer always... Aniston lives in an apartment with uh, <laughs> uh, not Sarah Michelle Geller, the black haired one. <laughs> Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. <laughs> and they apparently afford it. So, again, that's what I'm trying to decide as we do in the show is if this is reasonable or and somebody absurd. just like backed into like they're kind of stretched and maybe their calculations rent was like 3500 <laughs> Or if this is just, like, absurd, but they don't care. They're just like, eh, we'll just wave the magic wand and call and move on. I feel like the stretched idea is seeming more reasonable the more we talk about it. Like, you do see customers in there frequently, not as frequently as Jimmy Pesto's. Like, he's definitely a successful restaurateur. Right. Yeah. That is the impression I got from this. I didn't know if Jimmy Pesto is, was a one-episode thing. or. If oh, no, he's, concerned. like, a long, yeah. Yeah. He's a douchebag. <laughs> Seems like they do have a rivalry. Yeah, in a recent episode, uh, he gets his uh, comeuppance real quick, though, because uh, it's raining outside, and Bob accidentally bought six tiny coat racks <laughs> for children because <laughs> he thought that they were, like, a good price and that he could return them, but he bought them all on sale, and he can't send any of them back. And so all these people are going to Jimmy Pesto's restaurant, but it starts to rain, and he's like... <laughs> Well, you don't need coat racks. You just put your coat in the back of your chair. And Bob's like, we have coat racks. <laughs> and they all turn around and go to Bob's instead. Um, yeah, I think, like, you see enough traffic in the throughout the series. Like, I don't think the 60 per day number is undoable. But, again, that is just hitting their rent number, which right. we see them yeah. be regularly so late what I on. Would, what I would assume, yeah, is that, okay, they probably have some amount of debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is, you know, I don't know how the condition of their apartment and everything, but maybe this, you know, maybe because he owns so much or because he doesn't know the value or whatever, maybe he's charging them 3500 you know, and then maybe, you know, they, to your point, they push off some rent here and there. Like, I he think this sounds like the whole town. This sounds like a scrape viable number for me without a ton of tweaks. Yeah. Yeah. And again, maybe they're soda and beer margins are slightly higher you know i don't know how often you actually see what people are eating but this well, this uh meal didn't include a soda which or didn't include a beer which is actually their highest margin so if at dinner everybody who's coming in is having a beer that significantly reduces the number of people you need yeah i also know that um there is an episode where you see uh that linda has a process for the ordering that like keeps track of like their expenses and debt in like a very considerate way where like she makes it appear to be like a very fine-tuned science of like you order this then to like get cheap products hmm. because they're trying to offload this and oh, so their, their margins could also be their margins could be expanded by that seven percent you know? which again and i just did the math if you if everybody had a soda 
or sorry, if everybody had a beer, I keep messing those up, instead of a soda, <laughs> which obviously there's going to be lunch people. It's going to be some It says combo. a lot about you, Dan. I know. But, <laughs> uh, but then it comes down to 40 people a day, which is also, That's again, more doable. between the f- five to seven hours you can open a restaurant every day becomes you know six seven persons an hour but you're also looking at a touristy location Again, where just to meet the rent okay you're also looking at a touristy location where like their traffic is going to be unbalanced because of that like they're going to see more like traffic yeah but again it doesn't really matter from that perspective like i don't really care if it's balanced or not no balanced. sure i'm yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. like if at five they get 40 people, that's no different to me than if they get 40 between five and eight. The point is they just eventually need to get that, that many amount, more or less. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I, I guess it sounds reasonable to have that. And again, I will say also these margins are assuming normal restaurant operations, mm-hmm. which require you to pay a hostess and some <laughs> waitresses and they a manager and whatever. So like... Seems like they have their two, so all the money goes in their pocket, which they have to pay themselves living, but then seems like their kids help out, which are free labor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, their margins, I'm, I'm never going to tell your restaurant's margins are going to be 40%, but their margins may be marginally higher than this. They may be in the, maybe even they're in the 10 or 15% range. Again, I think that seems a little high, but even if it got to eight, that'd be double what I have for them right here, right? Which would, which would take out their number of people needed to about 30 Way and more again, doable. if their rent is lower than I have projected, then that actually starts leaving some money for living and other expenses. And if they're late on the rent because they're trying to like afford living expenses. Right. They would be, be re- late because in theory they are buying Clothing. coats and hats and gas for the car and whatever else they need. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So on good months, they're not much late. On bad months, maybe they're a little later. I kind of feel like this is reasonable. All right. Yeah, this like, is why I brought it to the table. I don't. <laughs> I just have the numbers. Yeah, I feel like the more that we talk about it, the amount of people they might have, and the fact that they don't have to pay any like staff, and that like Linda's got a system for getting things at their most uh, cost-effective level. Um, mm-hmm. I think they could maybe make it work. It like I bet it would be about as tight as they portray it on the show. Yeah, which is kind of cool. I'm impressed. That is one of the things I like from what I've seen of this show is that they actually talk about like, hey, money's tight sometimes. Yeah. And they address that instead of the classic sitcom where it's like, do whatever you want. Money's never a concern for real people. I'm a secret heiress. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And they like talk about how they need to like do some sort of crazy scheme to like get Christmas presents for their kids or like they really want that washer. So they have to like throw paper airplanes to get it. I missed that one. You saw that one. They like there's a contest where they have to like throw the paper airplane into. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get a blender. They hit the blender. Um. Yeah, I think like the only the only like kind of wave handy bit is that like there is considerable time off that I think would make this unsustainable, and not like outlandishly. It's just like they take like long weekends. There's a camping episode and like they go to Florida to visit their grandparents at one point. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't imagine that a family living this way would be able to afford that. Yeah. At most, they probably have a day off a week. A lot of restaurants close on Monday, Mm -hmm. but I doubt, yeah, that you'd be able to take a week off pretty much ever. They don't have anybody to watch the restaurant. It Mm -hmm. seems like it's also just very hard to do that in general because restaurants lose momentum. Like yeah, it, that's fair. I mean, if you'll notice, there are very few times restaurants are closed, and when they are closed for an extended period of time, they rarely reopen. Um, yeah, because you go someplace else. 
and figure out another right. place to get your like burger. And then you like new things somewhere nearby, especially for something that's like this where a burger establishment, not that burger establishments can't be really good, but yeah, there's a whole lot of burger options. There's a whole lot less really good sushi places, at least in our town. Sure. Sure. Maybe a little bit more in uh, Ocean City, <laughs> Jersey. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, or in Peru. Or in Peru. <laughs> Um, do you have any more? Yeah. What no, you that's got? it. Like no I more? said, I just brought that and wanted to see what you guys thought about the reasonableness of the screenwriters vis-a-vis Bob's Burgers. I'm actually a little disappointed at how kind of reasonable it is. Like, I wish that it was a little bit more outlandish. I think you should take that as a good thing. I think you should take it as a show you like has been well thought through when someone went to make it. That's a good point. It was TLC yeah. put into this. All the way through yeah. the whole concept. Yeah, I do really love the show. I think it's just the sweetest, like, got the most heart TV show that's out there right now. Other than maybe Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's a fun show. But that's just like a sweet puppy of a show. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. All right. Yeah. You take us out. Okay. Thanks for listening to Make Believe Money. Uh, I've been Liz. I've been Damon. Yeah, there you go. I've been Dan. <laughs> uh, thanks as always to our composer, Charles E. Miller, for her music. Catch her on Spotify or wherever fine audio music is sold. Uh, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Uh, email us your thoughts, feelings, and other Bob's Burgers episodes you'd like us to talk about at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. I don't think I forgot anything. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you.